Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to do that right back at me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. Yay. We're a Harry Potter podcast. We're screaming. We're ready. We're crying. We're crying a lot. Especially a lot of screaming in this episode. Because yeah. we are finishing up the Chamber of Secrets today. Oh, I'm so excited. I am so pumped for this. Me too. The end of this? Oh! The second half of this book <laughs> is so good. We talked about it last time, but like this is where this is where the meat is. This mm-hmm. is where the juicy stuff is. So we're like pumped and ready for this. This is like the first like book club like episode that we've done that's covering a section that we both really 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 yeah. like so i'm super pumped it's very exciting very uh, exciting i trust that you have lots of great questions to bring to the table oh god <laughs> there's definitely a lot a lot of questions and a lot of um a lot of things to say so let's get into it we are going to do our um quotes toilet flood for the episode (laughs) which is just us saying our favorite parts of this last half of the book so katie what's your favorite part of this book so far i think we have the same favorite part (laughs) i bet we do the entirety of the air of slytherin chapter (laughs) (laughs) everything that has tom riddle in this half is my favorite part (laughs) i just love him (laughs) the chamber and the diary chapter Are like the two best chapters in this part. I love it. It's it's the first Tim. It is it's the first Tim. And it's we get. good Tim. Oh, it's good Tim. It's good it's teenage nasty drama Tim. Tim. It's it's so hormonal good. Tim. Hormonal Tim. <laughs> Teen hormone fueled Voldemort. It's so ready to juicy. party. Pissed at little kids for being annoying. <laughs> She's so boring. She's so... <gasps> I can't. Oh my god. I'm assuming that was your part, too. Absolutely. Uh, duh. I'm always, I'm like a big cheater at parts like this, where I'm just like, the whole part with him, all I know. the parts in the Chamber of Secrets. My it's favorite really part of that specific chapter is just, like, him talking about how boring Ginny was. Me too. Seriously? Yes. It's, it's He's so dramatic he's about it. awful. I also just love when he's, like, being, like, so, like, I've waited to speak with you, and Harry's like, I don't uh, think you get it. We're in the Chamber of Secrets right now. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there, but oh, it's my absolute my favorite thing because you see it translate into, like... Voldemort Voldemort when he comes back but that like little Tom Riddle drama queen is the same as big Voldemort drama queen I know there's just like full name Harry Potter the whole time well Harry Potter I know well (laughs) Harry Harry Potter Potter. it's constant and I love it so much I also love it when he's like reciting Ginny's what she writes we'll get to it I can't talk so let's 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 get back to what actually needs to be discussed here (laughs) Okay. We left off on a cliffhanger. We did. So we left off at the end of chapter 9, so we are going to be picking up here chapter 10, The Rogue Bludger, and going through to the rest, to the end of the book. So the cliffhanger that we ended on is that Ron and Hermione and Harry have decided to make a love, not a love potion. (laughs) Wrong book. (laughs) To make a Wrong book. (laughs) To make a polyjuice potion. To see if Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin and the one who has been doing 
all of this shit and attacked Mrs. Norris. So, chapter 10, The Rogue Bludger, is where we're at. Take us through. Um, <laughs> it starts with them talking about how Lockhart uses Harry to do, like, dramatic bits <laughs> in his classes. <laughs> because after the... After- <laughs> the pixie incident it's only safe to do role play it's only reenactments from here on out <laughs> their homework is to compose a poem about his defeat of the wagga wagga werewolf <laughs> anyway oh my god okay so after the class where harry's being the werewolf they go to lockhart and ask him to sign the permission slip for them to go get that book mm-hmm um, and Hermione, and Hermione like, insists on keeping the slip. Can I keep it? And Ron's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we'll get you another one. <laughs> um, so, um, this book is, like, full of, like, dangerous potions. Some of the ones are horrifying to think about. A man being turned inside out. Oh. A witch sprouting several pairs of arms out of her head. No. Yikes. And then you have Polyjuice Potion, which seems so mild compared to that. Um, so then this is kind of interesting because it's the first time where Hermione's all, like, gung-ho, going straight forward, and Ron and Harry are both like, uh, maybe this is a bad idea. We have to steal from Snape. Like, this doesn't sound good. And Hermione's like, well, fine. If you want to let Malfoy just keep attacking people, then I guess we can leave it be. <laughs> yep. And that actually leads me into one of my questions here. Uh, let's see. Which one was this from? Scholastic asks, why is Hermione willing to risk breaking rules and getting caught? Why is she willing to risk it all to make this potion? Because people are literally attacked, being attacked. And it's people like her. Her life is attacked. like at stake. <laughs> yeah. It's muggle-borns that are being targeted. Yeah. I would, too. Yeah. She could be next. Yeah. She is, down the road. She is. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's going to figure it out. I just, yeah, a fucking course. And I, yeah, the the boys, they're like, yeah, we want to know, too, of course. But, like, isn't it a bit much? And she's like, <laughs> um, no. Muggleborns are being attacked <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, Harry just... Slam dunks a firecracker <laughs> into a into cauldron. A potion. So funny. So funny. Oh my god. So, yeah, they steal... Oh, the Quidditch match happens first, actually. Oh, that's right. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Getting too ahead of ourselves. It's just that I don't care about Quidditch. Have I mentioned that before? That I don't care about Quidditch. That actually doesn't happen for a while, I don't think, them oh, stealing shit. stuff. It's a while later. Wow. Because, like, it, they're stealing stuff that they need for, like, the very end of the potion. Oh, So we have, like, a month right. of drama that happens oh, first. Oh, Jesus. So we have the rogue bludger. Dobby bewitches the bludger to chase Harry, and he breaks his arm, but they still win, so everyone's happy. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, so then that night in the hospital wing, while Harry's regrowing his bones, that's when we find out that Colin Creevy got attacked. Yes. Tragic. Sweet, that's the first boy. human that gets attacked. Mm-hmm. First, At first it was just a cat, which still yep. sucks, because I don't like hearing about no. animal abuse, but I'd rather have it be a cat than a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really sad. And Harry feels bad because McGonagall is like, we think he was trying to come visit Harry. Oh. Colin Creevy. I love Colin Creevy. The tragedy of Colin Creevy. Oh, no. 
And then Dobby comes to visit him. Ugh. <laughs> and like nothing God. really that exciting happens except I think you find out that this had happened before. Mm. Mm-hmm. That like the chamber had been opened once before. Oh, and then like Dumbledore and the teachers come in afterward, and Dumbledore is like, "Yes, this means that it's open again," and so that makes it very real because like Dumbledore is like, "Yup." Is this it when he says like fifty years ago? Because that's how they piece together that oh, maybe that Tom Riddle knows something. Oh, he it's probably not. I think him. it's just that it's about oh. to repeat itself. I don't remember how they find out that it was 50 years ago. I think it's when they sneak in with Malfoy. He told him it was 50 years oh, ago. Oh, that's right. That's when they find out. Okay. So we're not there yet, but we find out... <laughs> I'm so like, let's go, let's get past it. I know. It. So we find out that the chamber has been opened before, which just verifies that it's a real thing and Colin Creevy gets attacked and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so now we're at the dueling club. <laughs> Can we talk about, just for a second, how terrifying the idea of not having bones in your arm is? Yeah, seriously. That part, even though it's, like, funny and kind of goofy looking in the movie, makes me want to vomit every time I watch it. I'm like, I know. It's gross. Because I think about my veins. (gasps) I know. (laughs) Because just, like, I don't know, I took anatomy in college, and we learned that, like, your bones are what gives your body, like, form. So, like, without your bones, we'd just be, like, blobs. (laughs) And so, like, that's what his arm is like. It's just, like, this hanging sack of skin. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Gross. So, yeah, that's oh, nasty. Oh, what a bomb. <laughs> yep, okay, the yep, dueling yep, club. Yep. So we are at the dueling club. I can't take it. I'm positive we've talked about this a million times, but the fact that the <laughs> the best they can do is tickle each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Tickle each other and make each other dance. That's so funny. They're so little. They're so young. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, you know what? Before the dueling club is when Harry throws the the firework in potions. Yep, yep. They gotta steal their stuff. Yeah. But that's not as exciting as the dueling club. No. So uh, Lockhart and Snape duel each other. He immediately gets fucked up by Snape. And he's just like, I meant to do that, of course. Um, No, let everybody else do it. No more. No more. I don't need to show anything else. I love it. I love it so much. Let me introduce my assistant. My assistant. That's kind of like the one time I feel like Harry and Ron like Snape. Because they're like, fuck it up, Snape. Fuck it up. Yes, attack him. (laughs) And Hermione's so worried. I know. I love it. She can't talk badly about any teachers, including Lockhart. (laughs) (laughs) Malfoy and the other Slytherins cheered when Lockhart was blasted (laughs) off his feet. I would too. Expelliarmus blasts him off his feet in this book. A lot of power behind that one. It doesn't do that later. A lot of hate and anger in that spell. (laughs) Jeez. Maybe it's because he was standing incorrectly. Yeah, so then Harry and Malfoy start dueling each other and they get put in the team. Dueling? It's a tickle fight. It's a tickle fight. It's a tickle fight. Harry um, tickles Malfoy and Malfoy makes his legs do that, like, jumpy thing. (laughs) It's a dance. He's dancing. Oh, it's funny. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my god, and then Hermione is just being, like, attacked by Millicent Fully Bullshit. bodily She's attacked. in, like, a headlock. 
The wands are just on the floor next to them, like not even being used. Is a queen. Just (laughs) like, all right, time for the dueling club. (laughs) Just like fucking wrestles her. Just absolutely destroys. That is so funny. Hermione would have been so awkward in her body if like the polyjuice potion had worked for her. (laughs) That would have been so funny. Oh god. Hey, can we talk about this? this? So there was a question um, on one of these that I ignored because I was like, I don't know, it's just a, it's just a thing. I don't know if I really want to talk about, it. but now I'm kind of wanting to talk about it. Um, so a question on one of these book club things that somebody had made was, why do you think that J.K. Rowling puts so much emphasis on um, the weight of characters that are not good people? Um, well, specifically, even for characters who are good people. Sometimes, but not really. Like, she puts a lot of emphasis on, like, well, Millicent Bolstrode is fat mm-hmm. and has acne and is ugly. <laughs> like, yeah. that's no good. And then you get Dudley and Vernon. And Crab and Goyle. Crab and Goyle. Arguably Slughorn. Mm-hmm. Umbridge, for sure. Like, there's all this stuff where yeah. she uses, like, um, obesity or overweight people to as bad. to be evil. I was just thinking about that because, like, they talk about how huge Millicent is. Like, she's just a large girl. Yeah. And I'm like, poor kid. <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like I remember taking a class in college where we were talking about... I think it was one of my communications classes and was how people, like, tend to, like, make assumptions about people based on what they look. And we were talking about, like, movie characters. And in Disney movies, fat people are usually, like, the the comedic relief characters, like, the goofy characters. Or villains. Or villains. Because it's, it's like you have, like, the fairy godmother or, like, that the fairies in Sleeping Beauty or, like, the... They're, like, the... They're, like, the faithful sidekicks mm-hmm. or the villains. Because you also get, like, Governor Ratcliffe and Ursula, yep. mm-hmm. who are also really fat. So it's just interesting that, like, obesity is never really linked with, like, a hero trait. No. You know? Yeah. Except for Molly Weasley. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing is that you can use that to, like, imply, like, motherliness. Yeah, that's true. But is she, she's never described as like she's only described only, as only meanly she's described as fat. By like Malfoy. <laughs> your mom was fat. <laughs> <laughs> but your mom is so fat. Oh <laughs> god, what an awful little kid. I but know. like um no, but she it's always plump, full-figured, whatever. But then like Marge is like actually fat. a truck, yeah, <laughs> like or an Dudley. obese woman. He's yep. so fat, the sides of his ass sag off of a chair <laughs> the when he sits. Sides of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously though, it's just it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Just how I bring it up, and like Hagrid is a no because he's a giant. Like he's large, so he gets away in with general. It. So he gets away with it, and even like um, they say Neville's pudgy, and once he's a hero, he's lost weight. Right. Not even just movie-wise, but, like, in the book, right? They say that he's lo- he's visibly lost weight Do during they? the war. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's been, like, starving and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now he's a hero. Now he's a hero. Because he lost the weight. That's Not to be, like, too dramatic. I know it's hard and tough for people to listen to people talk about social issues. 
But like, fuck you. So like, that's true. I, it's, though. it's it's true and real and serious, and she's doing it. And the that's heroes say are it. never fat people. Yeah. I don't know. You don't really. I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. You think of Hagrid, but it's like he's just big. He's just big in general, of course. He's tall. So like, whatever. I can't think of. I can't think of anybody. Neville, but he loses it by the time he becomes a real hero. And I feel like Neville, it's not even like he's, no, like, he's just obese. Pudgy. He's just pudgy. He's overweight. That's it. Yeah. he's. I just picture him as having, like, a baby face, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't really picture him as being, like, fat. So, I don't know. That's interesting. I hate that she, that she, like, fell into that trope. Like, it's by no means just a her thing. No. It's just a thing in, like, media. Yeah. Anyway, I decided to bring it up because I there's um, you know, online there's a lot of discussion about other Slytherin characters besides yeah. Draco Malfoy who maybe have some humanity in them. I see a lot with Pansy Parkinson, but I've recently been seeing some really interesting things about like what life must be like for Millicent Bolstrode, who mm-hmm. like is not seen as like an attractive girl and has to like live up to these pure blood expectations about getting married off and being a good woman and like I don't know it's just interesting yeah. like what her life must be like and that she's so ready to fight and use her um her bigness against mm-hmm. others I don't know it's just all interesting and so it made me think of that and I was like well maybe I do want to talk about <laughs> the way yeah. she writes fat people <laughs> right I take personal offense to that. I take personal offense I'm, I'm a fat thin. woman and I'm a hero. I'm not thin. <laughs> I eat a lot and I don't work out. So let me I'm let sorry. me be fat and a good person, yeah. Joanne. God. <laughs> Ugh. Moving on though. Sorry to go on a tirade. No, that's okay. I think that was a good thing to talk about. Um. So then, oh, this is when it's revealed that Harry's a parcel mouth because yes. Malfoy spits that snake out. <laughs> <laughs> And Harry tries to get it to stop Justin attacking, and people are freaking out. Even Ron is freaking out. Again, Hermione isn't super concerned about this. It's mostly Ron, who's like, Yeah, Hermione doesn't know either. She knows that Salazar Slytherin was a parcel mouth, but she doesn't know that, like... What means anything. Right. Sorry, I'm eating my glasses for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) So that's interesting. And this is when they're like, um, yeah, hearing voices is bad. Yeah. And then this is when Harry starts to really question, like, who he is. Poor kid. Is he Slytherin? <laughs> is he descended from Slytherin? Is this coming up here when the Hufflepuffs are really mean to him? Yeah, that's the next page. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> They're I in the library. Because Harry is, like, dwelling. He's like, I need to find Justin, and I need to just tell him that I wasn't trying yep. to get him attacked. And so he finds, like, Ernie and Hannah and some of the others... I bet Zachariah Smith was with them. Ugh. On another note, too, just on top of, like, groups of people she doesn't really care to do anything with, what the fuck is it? She says all this great stuff about Hufflepuff, and then we just get Cedric, and everyone else is an asshole. I know. What's yeah. the deal with that? We get Cedric and Tonks and Newt. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> guess Tonks, get. too, but, like, not at school. She yeah. just is. Like it I know. Matter. Ernie McMillan is, like... Annoying. He's not mean. Justin's He's pretty pompous, pompous, too. And All Justin, of them. I don't get it. Zachariah sucks. Hannah Abbott is pretty sweet. Yeah. But, like, the the guys are all assholes. 
And it's like Hufflepuff is supposed to be the really kind house, and she's kind of like going against that by being like, except they're not really. I mean, I get it, I get it that they're like, it's the very Hufflepuff thing to look out for their own. Yeah. Which they are, but it's just, I don't know, I don't know. You just, you don't get a lot of good examples of Hufflepuffs, like, to kind of combat that first mention we get of Hufflepuffs. So she doesn't really do and much. This is the first time that we really get, like, any, like, more in-depth talk with any of the Hufflepuffs, though. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like she's dragging our name through the mud right away. <laughs> for for all she boasts about being a Hufflepuff, too. Like, what are you doing? Don't give me a Draco Malfoy in my house, please. Zachary Smith sucks. <laughs> so does Ernie. Ernie, like he, Ernie he I feel like, gets better a little. a little bit, but, like, in this book, he's mean. Yeah. What book is he in again where he's kind of cool? Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince. Oh, is he part- he's in the Slug Club? No, he's- no. A, he made it to the potions class. He was one of- he was, like, one of the only people who made it to Slughorn's potions class. Oh, that's right. So he was in there. Kind of- com- he was, like, the fourth- their fourth person. Yeah. So he was just talking shit. He was kind of- right. he was kind of cool in that one, but- Yeah. I'm sure he's not that bad in Order of the Phoenix, too, with, like, the- the DA and everything. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's fine. And he fights in the end, in the last one, so, like- Guess we'll see. I don't know. Keep an eye on those Hufflepuffs. He grows later, but right now he's- kind of a jerk. So yeah, they're all kind of talking. Well, Hannah's kind of trying to like, are you sure though? Like, you definitely think it is him? Yeah. She's sweet. Maybe I'm just biased because I know she marries Neville and I want <laughs> Neville to be with someone good. <laughs> um. Oh, and then Harry just full on comes out and is like, I didn't touch him. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he runs into Hagrid and we find out that the roosters are being killed, which doesn't seem like a big thing Ooh. now, but later it is a big deal. And then this is when we find Justin and nearly headless Nick are petrified. Oh, Another attack! No good. And Harry tries to, like, no, like, run away, and Peeves is like, ha ha! I know! <laughs> So I wasn't bad. here. So sad. Oh, Harry. And then he goes up to Dumbledore's office. All right. And McGonagall takes him up to now Dumbledore's. Now we're in it. We're in Dumbledore's office. This is big news. He's got a lot of cool shit in there. <laughs> the first time we're ever in his office. I don't mean to be insanely rude. That scene in Goblet of Fire with the candy makes me want to... <laughs> scoop my eyes out with a spoon. With the candy? You know what I'm talking about? The little weird bitey leech candies. Oh, yeah. God! I know. Sorry, that just immediately popped into my head. I know, I don't like those. God, that's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> that's gonna be a rough one. Yeah. Get ready for, like, the last time we're gonna be happy for a long time doing a movie commentary next week. <laughs> I know. I know. We probably won't be happy again until legit, like, Deathly Hallows. <laughs> for one. Maybe a little bit of Order of the Phoenix will have some good yeah. things to say, but yeah, like three, four, and six are bad. Boy, oh. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's in Dumbledore's office, and Fox catches on fire. Yeah, I. Have, I just killed your bird. I have a. <laughs> I have a very good and important question from Scholastic. Okay. And I need us to like be cool about it. Okay. Because I don't. I don't. I'm not physically and emotionally prepared to have a discussion yet about anything to do with this new movie, so let's play it cool. Why is the phoenix significant to Dumbledore? Shh, quiet. 
go talk about it. Secondly, why is Fox specifically important to Dumbledore? Well, that second half, we know for sure. He got him from... Where did he get him? We don't know where he got him. No, I mean because it's the wand cores. Oh, yeah. For the boys. Right. Here's what I think is so interesting that I, like, had a freaky epiphany about while reading while reading this time. Uh-huh. That, um, that Fox and Dumbledore introduce the theme of resurrection to Harry and... Oh, <laughs> in this very important book that also introduces something very important to, about Voldemort to Harry. Yeah, and that like it's it's like kind of showing that like over and over reborn. Right. I don't know. I just thought it was like kind of a cool little thing that was. Yeah, in there. I that, like, like that. It's a phoenix. <laughs> that we're talking about, like, Yikes. Horcruxes. And oh, man. And Voldemort almost coming back to life this book. It's bomb. Yeah. It's bomb. But also, you know, like, Phoenixes... Phoenixes have magic powers. They have healing tears. You learn... They carry immense loyalty. You learn... <laughs> you learn everything. He tells mm. Harry everything he needs to know for the end of the book. Yeah. He's laying it down again. Yeah. Not just like, just like in the last one where he like tells him exactly how to get the stone out of the mirror (laughs) beforehand. And then now it's like, hey, by the way, you can count on Fox to get you out of there. Yeah. Dick. (laughs) God. But yeah, I guess we'll find out some more of why the Phoenix is so significant to the Dumbledore family. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we. But I got I got really excited because I saw this question and I immediately thought like, oh my god, this is it! Like this is this is rebirth and resurrection! Like yeah, immediate through Dumbledore. Yeah, it's really cool. I've never I just, thought about that before. That's I just really think it's I think it's bomb, especially that it's introduced in this book where we we find out that this is how Voldemort's gonna stay alive. Yeah. And continue to get reborn as well. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Like a naked baby from the cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) He rises. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright. So we find out, of course, Dumbledore's like, I know it's not you. Yeah. (laughs) But not before Hagrid (laughs) bursts in and is like, it wasn't him. I was just talking to him. Isn't he, like, holding, like, rooster corpses? Um, he is in the movie. Is he not in the book? I don't think he is in oh, the book. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, he is. The yeah. dead rooster's still swinging from his hand. Ew. Yuck. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, and then Dumbledore's like, do you want to tell me something? And Harry's like, No. <laughs> it's all the mirroring is happening. I can't stand it. I know. Do you have any other questions about that? Let me see if I have anything else for that part. What about anything we've talked about so far? No, it really it's it's all coming once we get to the to the Hagrid Aragog stuff and beyond. Okay. Um okay, so now we have the polyjuice stuff. Yes. Christmas Day. <laughs> Finally. 
Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out some shit. <laughs> um, so they knock out Crab and Goyle with those sleeping draughts and take this potion. Okay, I was asking you this before because I honestly can't remember. I know. This happens every time. It's like we've just read it, but it's like I can't remember even though we like did it yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like does... Is there a reason why Draco Malfoy is left alone and at school over the holiday break? There isn't. No. Why? I don't think it says. That's it just so says weird. that they heard that Malfoy was going to be staying at school for Christmas. God. I don't know why. Because in the, the book before, he's literally like boasting loudly in the Great Hall and it's like, I feel so bad for people who don't have a place to go. <laughs> it's like, shut up, boy. One year later and you're staying here too. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I couldn't remember. Maybe you had passed it or something and seen it, but that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're tired of him. I, <laughs> His dad's like, I don't need to hear about Harry Potter at I Christmas dinner. I <laughs> can't hear about this anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love Lucius so much. <laughs> that's going to be who I freak out. Over in the movie commentary, you're going to be freaking out over Christian, and I'm going to be freaking out over Jason Isaacs. Oh, God. I love him so much. Okay, so anyway, Christmas. So they take the potion. They they transform. It tastes gross. Hermione doesn't come because hers goes wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She turns into a kitty cat. (laughs) (laughs) So Harry and Ron go and find... Malfoy. Mm-hmm. On the way, they run into <laughs> Percy and Penelope walking away from one of their little first. It's Penelope they see, and then Percy like ducks out of a classroom like five minutes later. I know. <laughs> what were they doing? Being nasty. I just love at the very end of the book when like Ginny is like telling them that like he was like with Penelope. She's like, I walked in on them kissing as if kissing is like the most nasty thing you can do. And I'm like, oh, 11 year old. Well, they're like 15. They can only get up to so much. (laughs) Ugh, gross. 15 year olds kiss a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty. Nasty, nasty. Oh, man. It's just funny. So they find Malfoy. After they run into Percy, and he's like, what are you doing here? How is a 12-year-old allowed to? And I, of course, do not stand for any sort of corporal punishment in any setting. Any, any striking of a child. I'll just put that out there before I say this. But honestly, how does a little 12-year-old walk around with that attitude toward authority figures and not get slapped in the mouth? I know. <laughs> Jeez. The way he talks to Percy is unreal. What are you doing down here, Weasley? Good God. I'm a fucking prefect. Get off my ass. Call him Peter. Peter! (laughs) Weasley. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, this kid's attitude in this part is wild. (laughs) Also, the Slytherin password is pure blood. Can who is just... setting? Who is setting these passwords? It's just a wall, so someone is doing it. It has to be Snape, right? Yeah, he's the head of the house. Oh God, it has to be. What the fuck? A wall is just not deciding this. That can't talk. I know. God damn Jeez. it. <laughs> 
It's stupid. Oh, Malfoy talks so much shit in this part. It's hilarious. I love him so much. So he goes and gets the newspaper clipping that talks about, like, Arthur Weasley's inquiry at the ministry. And Harry and Ron are both like, uh, yeah, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, and then he's, Ron, like, gets mad, and he's like, what's up with you? And Ron's like, stomach ache, and he's like, well, go up to the hospital wing and give all those mudbloods a kick from me. What an awful kid! I know! What a bad seed. (laughs) I literally, like, I did used to think that he really got nasty until, like, Goblet of Fire, but I'm like, no, it starts now. The shit he is spitting is nuts. Like, he wasn't, like, he was, like, little kid bully in book one, but, like, like, all of a sudden in this one, it's just like, nope, time to go in hard, here comes the racism. (laughs) I know! Then he's talking shit about Dumbledore, which, like, I can get on board with. And then he's talking shit about Colin. Cruel but accurate impression. (laughs) Can I have your picture? Can I take your autograph? Can I have your autograph? Can I lick your shoes, please, Potter? (laughs) This is the worst he can do! He's 12 years old! It's so funny. Like, it's so mean, but that cracks me up. I know. Oh my god. St. Potter, the Mudblood's friend. He's another one with no proper wizard feeling. Okay. Are you hanging around with that jumped up Granger Mudblood? (gasps) Jumped up? Good God! This kid just learned this word over the summer. I swear. God. I know, he's like a kid who like says a swear for the first time and now he does nothing except say it all the time. Um, Okay, so this is where we learned that the chamber was opened 50 years ago. I think this is the first time we hear it. Lucius won't tell his son anything about it. He knows all about it, and he says that it was all kept quiet, and it'll look suspicious if I know too much about it. A mudblood died last time, so I bet it's a matter of time before one of them is killed this time. I hope it's Granger. Boy! That's insane. Here's what I wonder. How, like... How real deal serious, like, how much honest-to-God trust is, like, put into the Malfoy family for Lucius to have access to a Horcrux and, like, know the history of what happened? Because it sounds pretty clear that, like, he knows a, he knows Tom Riddle stuff. Right. Not that it's a Horcrux, but that it's a very important... That it'll, like, open the chamber again. I don't know. Like, what did he Does tell he, him? Like, I don't know. Does he... He doesn't know it's a horcrux? He can't, right? Bellatrix doesn't know Bellatrix the cup's a horcrux. That's true, and he trusts her more. But, like, But, like, pre- I feel like Voldemort has also talked about before, like, Lucius fucked up with my diary. Yeah. He, the, the whole thing is weird, because he says some wild shit at the graveyard. Yeah. That makes me believe some people know. But, like, that's a secret. That's a secret you yeah, don't tell people. Yeah, because he tells his friends, his he death says that he's, he's like, you know the stuff. steps that I've taken. Yeah! So I just want, it makes me all think, because it's like, Lucius knows what he's doing, but, like, how can he? No, okay, know, like, his weird. death eaters have to know that he has horcruxes, right? Why else would he say that? I don't know. But then, yeah, in Deathly Hallows, Bellatrix only knows that the cup is valuable. She doesn't know that it's a horcrux. 
But if he didn't tell her, why would he tell Lucius? Yeah, I know. It's all confusing. Unless maybe because... Maybe he did tell Lucius first when he gave him the diary. But then that got fucked up. Yeah. And Bellatrix was, like, locked away. And so So then when he put the cup... So he doesn't tell anyone else. Because he's like, I trusted Lucius a lot and it still got ruined for me. So I can't tell anyone. Yeah. That could be it, I guess. I don't know. When would he have even given Lucius the diary in the first place? Before the... His death. He's had it during for that the war. long? Yeah. Because why would he have... How could he have gotten it after? Yeah, that's true. He's had it for a long time. There had to have been, like, a really high amount of trust. Yeah. With it's Lucius just, and it's Voldemort at first. And then it slowly died away. Yeah, because he after asks... this. And he then asks again after him Order to, to come and, you know, do the ministry thing, too, so... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know, it's just things I like to think about. Yeah. Oh, sure. can I mention this? It just came into my mind, and I know that, um, look, you guys, we are planning on actually doing a, um, follow-up on Crimes of Grindelwald podcast. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be coming after we've finished up with all this Chamber of Secrets stuff. Yeah. But I just want to say this now because it horrifies me, um, and I will, uh, I'll cop to it. I talked a lot of shit when, uh, before the movie came out. Um, when she said that she's been sitting on the Nagini reveal for a long time, and I said, that's bullshit, you're an idiot. You have not, you liar. Yeah. Um, some important information has surfaced. (laughs) Um, people found, what are they called? Patents or something? Copyrights? Copyright. It was a copyright on, um on an original unused title for Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. um, which I shared with you, and it terrified me. Um, so I take it back, and I'll sincerely apologize right now to Joanne. Um, Deathly Hallows, a possible title for it, was going to be The Curse of Nagini. Yikes. So <laughs> glad oh. that didn't come out right before they had to murder her. Yeah. I guess, but yeah, I don't know. It's a little horrifying, terrifying. This just came into my mind because we were talking about later books and like weird reveals and stuff yeah. with Voldemort. So I don't know. I just think on that. You, What the fuck is that, you guys? Right. <laughs> That's stressful. Do you think she was originally planning on revealing that in Deathly Hallows and then just kind of left it out? Probably, because it probably felt like too much. Yeah. It was probably something that felt unnecessary and, like, an editor was like, that can go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because, can you imagine if that was in there with everything else? And with then it's all like, the Horcruxes that, and the Hallows. That doesn't make, like, that makes you sympathize too much with, like, this snake monster that, like, right. has to die. Right. No matter what. Has to die. Right. And it doesn't make you feel like Neville is, like, this big heroic character anymore because it's, like, this sad, tragic story of a woman. Right. So, uh, and it, it's, like, not necessary to the plot at all, so I'm sure it was something that was scrapped. Mm-hmm. But that that was, like, a copyrighted title. Like, that was put in there so nobody could take it and that it was hers. That's interesting. I forgot that you had told me that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into it soon, but I just, that came into my mind and I wanted to say something before I forgot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, yeah. what do we learn from Draco Malfoy? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> we learn a whole lot of nothing. We learn that he's not the heir of Slytherin. Yep. We learn that someone had died the first time it was opened. 
50 years ago. Um, and that they were expelled. Yep. And that's pretty much what we learn. It's nice, too, we get a reminder in the book, um, earlier on that Hagrid was expelled. And we learn, as a side note, that the Malfoy Manor got raided by the Ministry. And, um, about their prison. Uh-huh. Under their living room. <laughs> right. Stuff that comes back. Stuff yeah, we gotta stay on again. that. Yeah. We gotta stay on things that come back. Oh. Yep. So that's important. And Ron gets really excited when he tells them that they have all of their stuff in their secret chamber. Ron's like, I'm gonna write to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, sweet boy. Okay, so then um, then they run out because they're starting to change. Yep. After that, that's kind of the last thing that we learn. And then um, we find out that Hermione got turned into a cat. Yep. And Myrtle is so happy about it. <laughs> she loves it. What a 13-year-old oh. asshole. She's our namesake. She I is horrible and amazing. What a 13-year-old asshole. asshole. That I like that's it. me. I would have been like, ha ha. ha. I know. Because you're just like a you're like so full of hormonal angst, and she's just trapped like that forever. Yeah. God, that would delight me. It's been 50, 50 years of feeling, like, can you imagine? That would be terrible. 50 years of feeling like that. Being, 50 years of being stuck in the mind of a 13-year-old. Oh, God, every time I think about stuff I did when I was 13, I'm just like, please don't, Not please only, like, don't. the embarrassingness, but, like, the attitude was bad, and, like, the level of self-hatred was so deep. <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor Myrtle. Oh, man. Okay, so now we get into the first of the Tom Riddle chapters, okay. The Very Secret Diary. Yes. Can I say this, too? Okay, yes. are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here's a comeback. I was like, oh, I forgot that it was called this. That is directly back to one of the memory chapters is a very secret riddle. Oh, is it? Or uh, the secret riddle or something <gasps> like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Just a little fun fact. <laughs> so it starts with um, it being Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. Okay, really though? Since think, we're about to talk it? about I think it does. Well it's it's in here at some point because the I think it comes a little bit later in the chapter, but the artwork is a singing Cupid, so it's in this chapter at some point. Yeah. So now that we're officially into it, now that we can officially really truly talk about him. I mean it. He helped write that thing. The poem that Jimmy I did. mean it. Oh, man. The hero who vanquished the Dark Lord. Because who the fuck else calls him that? Yeah. It's him! <laughs> Why would Jimmy call him that? Oh, it's him. It's him. It is definitely him. It's him. No, it's not. Because J.K. Rowling was actually asked that, and she said, no! No, he didn't! <laughs> and I was like, fuck you! Yes, he did! Yes, he did! <laughs> I don't care what she says. <laughs> He absolutely He is did. so much, like, just as obsessed with Harry as Ginny is. Come on. God. I, I love it. Tim, you're such a poet. I just remember in the audiobooks, his, like, the way that he sings that. I know. So oh, I me. love the audiobooks so it's much. It's so good. I also just love Lockhart being like, 
Ask Professor Snape to show you how to whip up a love potion, and what Snape is like, oh no. It's like, if you fucking ask me anything to do with that, you will be in <laughs> detention. to do with love. <laughs> Don't talk to me about love. Oh god. And Snape. Jesus. Okay, so, um, before Valentine's Day happens, that's when Harry and Ron find the diary in the bathroom. Because yes. Myrtle has flooded the hallway. And so they go in to see... <laughs> What pissed her off? And Ginny Someone threw a book threw at it her. at my head. <laughs> um, and so this is, okay, so he sees the name TM Riddle on it. And Ron is like, I know that name because he got an award for special services 50 years ago. So that's when we find that out. And then you also connect it to, the, well, they do because Malfoy said it happened 50 years ago. So they're like, maybe Yeah, knows. and then Harry and Hermione... Maybe that's what he did. Ron is kind of like, he probably caught whoever opened the chamber. So Harry is like obsessed with this diary. He carries it around with himself everywhere. And he talks about it like he's like, I feel like Tom Riddle, like I I hear that name and I think he's like a distant friend that I knew when I was a kid. Like that's the feeling he has with it, you know? What a freak. He's so attached to it. Well, me too. (laughs) Should I get mine out? Should I hold it? Okay. Yes, I haven't even seen it. Can I touch it? You won't want to. I'm just kidding. Yes, I do. I'm obsessed. I can't believe you have this. I spent too much money on it. What's in it? Oh, let's see. Oh, it's my um, my ticket to, to Hogwarts. Do you get that when you ride the? I think you have to buy it. So I bought it. Oh, and then that's a little Gringotts money. money. Oh man, I want to go back so I can do all that cool. Well, stuff. we're gonna go back. And once that new ride's finished, go back. I love this. Wouldn't it be cool if one of like the pages had like the like writing on it or I know. something? Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I want, I want it so badly. <laughs> so by the way, you guys, Katie for my birthday got me something very treasured. I now have three Horcruxes. She got me the Hufflepuff. The Hufflecup. The Hufflecup. So I have the diary. I have the ring, even though it's ugly. And I have the Hufflecup. Oh, <laughs> I want my dream to come true. I want all these things. So we do just to have own it all out. of them. I just want the cup and the diary. <laughs> oh, Tim, here he is. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Okay, let's really get into it, though. It is so terrifying, Harry's feelings about Tom Riddle. I know. I know. He's, like, super attached to the diary. Isn't that kind of terrifying that it's, like, probably because, like... A friend he'd had when he was very small and had half forgotten. Like, that's, like, like, the feeling he has about it. Because a part of him is reaching out to it to complete itself again. Right. It's scary. I know. Once you learn the whole truth, it's really creepy. Um, so then, okay, so then, like, fast forward through the Valentine's Day stuff. How could you? His bag- What color are his robes? Oh, <laughs> pink. <laughs> I wish. Let me find them. Lurid pink. Hell yeah. 
Lurid pink robes to match the decorations. God bless He's him. wearing pink robes. Love him. On Valentine's Day. Perfect. So he announces to everyone, ask Snape to make you a love potion. <laughs> and then Harry gets his singing Valentine. And the the Cupid thing, like, literally, like, tramples him. Rips his bag. <laughs> spills his ink everywhere. And the the ink vanishes into the diary, and that's how Harry notices, or, like, kind of figures out This how is a magical works. race that we don't see ever again as dwarves. Yeah. What's the deal? Who's to say? Who knows? But we never see them again. Maybe she thought people would get them too confused with house elves and goblins. Probably. Probably. So... I don't know. So that happens. So that's how they figure out... Oh, and Malfoy is, like, picking up the diary and flipping through, and he's like, I have Harry Potter's diary in my hand. Get out of here. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, so Harry decides and, to Oh, and this is it. when Ginny finds out that Harry has the diary, yes. too. Because she sees him in that hallway. And she is frightened. <laughs> She's frightened that Tom Riddle's gonna tell her how much of a boner she has for Harry. Or tell Harry how much of a boner she has for him. Oh uh, yeah, that and maybe some other stuff. <laughs> maybe some of the other terrifying things. That, too. So then that night, Harry goes to bed early, and that is when he starts writing in the diary, and Tom Riddle pulls him into his memory, and we get to see him for the oh, first time. Sexy man. So here we go. We get to see Tom Riddle. Okay, can you read his description? Let me find him. This is stage one of Harry Potter talking about how hot a lot of guys are. It doesn't say much. It just <gasps> says, A boy of about 16 entered, taking off his pointed hat. A silver prefix badge was glistening on his chest. He was much taller than Harry, but he too had jet black hair. That's all it says. Well, maybe in the chamber it says something more. Yeah. Um. But that always cracks me up. Is this, like, um, shame crush? <laughs> Harry Potter has on Tom Riddle. I know. <laughs> Literally every time he describes He's him. He's a handsome man. Every time is like, handsome, good looking, so gorgeous. Like, yeah. Constantly. Him and Cedric Diggory. God. <laughs> He's so handsome. So I can't cute. stand it. Oh my god. What a cute boy. <laughs> um, okay, so Riddle's memory starts. Or should we go back to like just when Harry's writing to him? Because I forgot that Riddle writes kind of yeah. a lot to him. He writes in, like, a whole paragraph talking about the Chamber of Secrets before he actually, like, sees him. Do you want to trade back and forth? We can each be one and read it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's roleplay. <laughs> Who do you want to be? Who do you think? You want to be Tom? Of course! Okay. Hold on, I need to see two. Okay. So Harry just writes, my name is Harry Potter. And then Tom says, Hello, Harry Potter. My name is Tom Riddle. How did you come by my diary? <laughs> Someone tried to flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Harry waited eagerly for his reply. <laughs> I, what do you think about being flushed down the toilet, Tim? <laughs> Lucky that I recorded my memories in some more lasting way than ink. Oh, big boy. <laughs> but I always knew that there would be someone. Oh, oh, those who would not want this diary read. What a fucker. <laughs> what do you mean? Blotting the page in his excitement. Harry! <laughs> I mean that this diary holds memories of terrible things. Things that were covered up. 
things that happened at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> it doesn't say that. That's where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Hogwarts and horrible stuff's been happening. <laughs> Happening. <laughs> Do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? Oh boy, here we go. Hold on, I gotta take this right. <laughs> this is a whole lot. Of course I know about the Chamber of Secrets. In my day, they told us it was a legend, that it did not exist, but this was a lie. <laughs> in my fifth year, the chamber was opened and the monster attacked several students, finally killing one. Oh my god. <laughs> I caught the person who'd opened the chamber, and he was expelled. But the headmaster, Professor Dippet, ashamed that such a thing happened at Hogwarts, forbade me to tell the truth. A story was given out that a girl had died in a freak accident. They gave me a nice, shiny, engraved trophy for my trouble, and warned me to keep my mouth shut. But I knew it could happen again. The monster lived on, and the one who had the power to release it was not imprisoned. Is that it? No, then Harry says... And then Harry says, it's happening again now. There have been three attacks and no one seems to know who's behind them. Who was it last time? And Timothy says, I can show you. If you'd like. (laughs) You don't have to take my word for it. I can take you inside my memory of the night when I caught him. It is your word for it, you lying hooker. Yeah. Your memories are you your dumb thing. whore. You, <laughs> you ignorant slut. <laughs> oh, God. Harry doesn't know what to say, and then he goes, Let me show you. <laughs> Harry says, Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's it. That's their conversation. And then he gets pulled in. Here's what I'm obsessed with. The first time that we see Tom Riddle and that he shows himself to Harry, he's humbling himself Mm -hmm. to show that he's asking to stay at Hogwarts because he loves it so much and he doesn't want to go back to the orphanage and whatever. I'm saying that as if, like, he's lying, but because it's definitely true. It is the truth. But, like... Like, he's playing that card. That he's, like, using it is so... Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I know Dippet is like so sympathetic to him in this part. Yeah. He's like, you see, usually I would make special arrangements, but right now there's been some shit going down. You'd have to be a monster not to feel bad for him. You'd have to be a Dumbledore not to feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so then he dismisses him and then you see him like find Oh, and then he runs into Dumbledore. Of course. And then Um, the question is asked. He just asks, what are you doing wandering around so late? You know what? He doesn't ask him, is there anything you wish to tell me in the book? (gasps) Why do I? It's just because of the movie. It's in the movie. It's in the movie. Well, that's better than. What are you doing wandering around this late? And Tom is like, I had to see the headmaster. And then Dumbledore's like, well, hurry off to bed. It's best not to roam the corridors these days. And then he walks away. And that's all it is. Can I share something? I mean, like, I'm sure Dumbledore is, like, this kid's shit. Yeah. Whether he knows or not that, like, Tim did it, um, people up until recently 
and only in a close circle do they know the truth of who he is. Yeah. Everybody else thinks he's a muggle-born. Right. Oh! I just, that is such an important oh. little detail to me, especially when discussing, like, no, what he, his treatment would be like. He tells Dippet that he's a half-blood. Only because he just knows now. But, like, you know what He I mean? asks him if he's a muggle-born, and then he's like, no, I'm a half-blood. Yeah. Oh, boy. Because oh. people think he is. Yeah. Coming in with that name. Especially, especially, that would just, I just think it's important to know, because his life in Slytherin would have been really tough for a long time until he finally proved himself here by doing this. Right. Now he's got a click. Now right. he's got friends. Now he's powerful. Mm-hmm. So then he goes and finds Hagrid. Do we get to talk about it now? We can, yeah. Hagrid? Yeah. Hagrid's a Slytherin. He'd have to be. How else would he know who Tom is? And not even that, but, like, how would how would Tom know him? Like, right. by name and know where he's hiding stuff and whatever? Like, he's a prefect. Of course he knows him. Hagrid is a Slytherin. And that's why he hates Slytherin so much, is because he was treated so awfully by them. Yeah. And that he felt and so betrayed it was his by his own house. That, yeah. like, got him expelled. Yeah. That's I why he's by got that such 100%. nasty feelings for that house, is because he was so betrayed by it. Yeah. Hagrid, like, exudes some Slytherin qualities, too. Like, he's pretty cutthroat about doing what he has to. He's very ambitious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a good time to bring that up. I totally thought about that when I was reading this. Like, mm-hmm. of course he's a Slytherin. How else would they know who the other is? Honestly, and, like, back in this time when, like, so many people would be at Hogwarts. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's not in the middle of a... Oh, well, I take it back a little bit. There is definitely another a wizarding war. war going on right now as we speak. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's not, like, to the level of people are afraid to have kids and they're dying young because of Voldemort. Like, right. the level of, like, no kids are there in the 90s. It's, like, 40 right. people, like, yeah. in a house. There are a lot of people there. There are, There's got to be a lot more people there. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so then we also see Aragog for the first time. It is gross, and I'm excited to watch the movie again to see if they do it. I don't think they do. I think he just moves out of the way. But that it, oh, it knocks him over and crawls over him. Yes. Oh. Yucky. I forgot about that. Me too. Riddle got pushed off his feet. And it scuttled over him. Ew. Disgusting. So then Harry comes out of that memory and he's like, it was Hagrid. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, is there anything we want to talk about with this? Any questions since it's a Tom Riddle part? Yes, I do have one question here and that is from Scholastic. And I, let's talk more besides uh, the fact that it's a Horcrux. (laughs) But the question is, why did Tom Riddle keep a diary? I think, honestly, like, okay, so ignoring the fact that, like, it's a safeguard. Yeah. But the fact that it was, like, intent, like, it had a purpose to come back to school. Yeah. And open the chamber again. hmm What an ass. I know. Also because he had no one else to talk to. He was alone. That's what I was gonna say. It's just, like, it was his only way to, like, unleash his thoughts. He didn't have anyone. 
He was a loner. I'm going to throw up. I... No. Okay, that's enough of that question. <laughs> Let's move on. We're Let's done. To, Moving on. Let's get to Hagrid. We are getting to the end. The next chapter is Cornelius Fudge. Yep. So, this is when we go to Hagrid's hut. No, Hermione gets attacked first. Oh, shit. That's right. That happens right now. This has to... Yeah. It opens... Just with Harry telling Ron and Hermione about everything that happened in the the diary. And Hermione's like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, and Hermione's like, I figured it out. Um, yeah, and then it's the Quidditch match, and it gets cancelled because of um, the attack on Hermione and Penelope. I always forget that Penelope gets attacked, yeah, too. And Percy gets, like, fucking depressed. It's really sad. His girlfriend was attacked, and everyone's like, he's just shocked because a prefect got attacked. Yeah. Oh, Percy. Um, so then that's when Hogwarts really strikes down on all of the security. So Hogwarts security strengthens Hogwarts up Hogwarts security time. strengthens up a lot. They have to be escorted everywhere by a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, Ron and Harry are like, okay, we need to go talk to Hagrid about this now because, like, stuff is happening. Yeah. And so they take the cloak, the invisibility cloak, and they go down and talk to him. Is this when they they um, run into McGonagall on the like on the way, and they're like, "We wanted to see Hermione and check on her or whatever." And McGonagall's like, "Okay." <laughs> no, I think it's when they were about to go. I don't think it is. No, because this is like at nighttime. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, sorry, I think it's I when they went when... to go. I thought because we were talking about the escorting to classes thing that it was when they tricked Lockhart into leaving. <laughs> oh yeah. But it is a different time. It is a different time. I don't remember what they're doing. I think it's when they wanted to go talk to Myrtle, maybe. Yeah. That was it. Okay. So, yeah, right now. So, they get there, and Hagrid is, like, nervous. He's freaking out already because he's probably expecting Fudge and Dumbledore. Mm Mm-hmm. So, they come. Um, They come really before Hagrid can really talk to Harry and Ron about anything. And they take him away to Azkaban. And Lucius Malfoy comes in and calls for Dumbledore to be removed from the school. Mm-hmm. And then Hagrid tells them to follow the spiders. And so that's pretty much what happens in that chapter. So, Pottermore has a question. Who has the most to fear from the events at Hagrid's house? So think about everybody in there. We've got Harry and Ron. I think we can count them as one. Mm-hmm. Hagrid, Dumbledore, Fudge. And Lucius. I guess Lucius Malfoy. I don't know. I think all of them have something to fear. I feel like, um, I want to say Hagrid because he's going to Azkaban. Yeah. That's fucked. (laughs) I know. Yeah, That's a very scary option. That is a very scary option. I was also just going to say Dumbledore because he's leaving his school in a time when, like... Oh, that's fine. He's left Harry the breadcrumbs to save the day again. (laughs) It's fine. Harry and Ron also have a lot to fear, though, because now they're like, Hagrid and Dumbledore are gone. Yeah. And we're fucked. Yeah. And now we have to go follow some spiders. Right. That's a tough one. I mean, I guess Hagrid probably has the most to fear. But, like, it puts everyone in a tough situation. I would say if it was me, I'd be so afraid to go to Azkaban. Yeah. For sure. I'd be so scared. Yeah, I would too. Especially knowing he doesn't deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a miracle he doesn't come back from that place, like, fucked up. I know. I don't know. Um, okay, so then moving on is Aragog, the Aragog chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry and Hermione, or Harry and Ron tried to visit Hermione, but Madame Pomfrey's like, no. Um, we're taking no chances, we're not letting anybody in. Dumbledore is gone. Um, Malfoy is strutting around the school like he's just been appointed head boy because he's super happy that all this shit is happening. <clears throat> oh my god, Malfoy's like sucking up to Snape and he's like, why don't you apply for the headmaster's oh, job? Oh god, what an awful kid. <laughs> okay, so, oh, and then Ernie apologizes to Harry. He's like, I know it's not you because you wouldn't have attacked Hermione. Yeah. So I guess he's he apologizes, so maybe he's not as bad as I was saying he was in the last episode. No. When we were talking about him. Was that in the last episode? I think so. <laughs> we're dying. Um, let's see. Okay, so then Harry and Ron are like, yeah, we need to go do this tonight. So they go into the forest... Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're going into the forest. It's bad. They find their car. Yep. And that's kind of exciting. They take Fang with them, and then spiders pick them up and carry them to Aragog. God damn it. And so you find out... What do we find out from Aragog? That Hagrid didn't do it. Hagrid didn't do it. And that the girl who was killed was found in a bathroom. Yep. So that's our first clue, that Myrtle was the one who died. May she rest in peace. What do they say? He also says something about, like, um, like, who fears it and, like, whatever when talking about what the monster is. Oh, yeah, he gives them a lot of clues because he says, like, spiders flee from it. Mm-hmm. Did, does he say that it's scared of roosters? I don't know. I think that's what they learn in the page that oh, Hermione Oh, from Hermione. Has. You just, you just learn that it lives in the castle, it's an ancient creature, and that ha- that uh, spiders are really scared of it. And then Harry's just like, alright, well thanks, we'll just go. And Aragog's like, eh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> God, it's so fucking And gross. so then they have this chase away. And that's pretty much all that happens in that chapter. And then it ends with like Harry being like, it was Myrtle who was killed. Ba, ba, ba. And her bathroom is like the entrance. Any questions that have to do with Aragog or... Not Aragog specifically, but um, another one about Hagrid that I thought would be good to talk about after we discussed um, them going in and almost dying by spider, by Mm -hmm. giant spider. Um, From Pottermore again. Did Hagrid behave irresponsibly? Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think even, like, discussing back when he was in school... Mm-hmm. To do that? No. No. Don't house that here. That's bad news. That's bad. That's and then bad letting news. it be on the grounds even after you leave. Yep. And telling them to go see it when he he just thinks everything's nice. He's way too trusting of animal of like creatures. Mm-hmm. Just because they treat you well doesn't mean they will treat everybody well. His two best friends almost died. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, he's he's very irresponsible by telling two 12-year-olds to go meet this giant spider. It's bad. In the woods. 
In the woods at night. In the woods at night time. Let's move on. Okay, so then we get to the Chamber of Secrets. We find out what's happening. Oh, we did skip the part that Ginny steals the the diary back. Oh, yeah, she steals the diary back. Harry doesn't have it anymore. Harry's room is fucked up. Harry's room is ripped up. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to skip over that. Oh, no, that's fine. Um... Oh, they get really mad because McGonagall tells everyone they still have to take their exams, and they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the day comes that Professor McGonagall says that they, that the Mandrakes are ready, and that that night they will be able to revive everyone, and most likely one of them will be able to tell them who their attacker was, and blah blah blah. Um... Oh, and then Ginny comes over to Harry and Ron in the dining hall, in the great hall, and she's, like, super nervous. Yeah. And is, like, trying to tell them about the chamber and everything. Um, and then Percy comes, and he's like, oh, it's nothing, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is when they're being escorted by Gilroy Lockhart. They're trying to... What's he wearing? (laughs) It doesn't say what he's wearing, but (gasps) it says his hair wasn't as sleek as usual. True. Um, because he was up all night patrolling the corridors and he's really mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) He's gotta go get ready. Uh, The first words out of those poor petrified people's mouths will be, it was Hagrid. (laughs) Mark my words. Mark them. They have been marked. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so Harry, like, tells him to, like, walk away, and he's like, you know what, I think I will. (laughs) Um, and so then they're about to go to the bathroom, and then this is when McGonagall catches them. Yes. And she's like, what are you doing? And they're like, we want to go see Hermione. And she's like, okay, go ahead. So beautiful. What a wonderful woman. (laughs) I know. I love her so much. Um, so then they do actually go see Hermione, and that's when they find the piece of paper in her hand. That's when they find out that it's a basilisk in the chamber. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, all right, let's go tell all the teachers. And then when they're on their way to the staff room, that's when they find out that Ginny has been taken into the chamber. Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. No! They tell Lockhart that he has to go get her to get him out of their way. Um, And so then... You know, they're kind of sitting in the room, in the common room, and Harry is like, fuck this, we're, go, we're gonna go do it. Or, no, they're like, <laughs> we this. should go tell Lockhart, so because oh, he's gonna go so try naive. to... naive. Precious know. children. Yeah, we should go tell Lockhart, because he's gonna go try, and then they find out the truth about him. Yep. And that he wears a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm so happy you pointed that out to me in the movie. It's like the funniest thing to it's me. It's my favorite thing. It's so funny. Um, okay. And then they go to talk to Myrtle and they ask her how she died. And she gets really excited to talk about her death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then the chamber opens up and they go down in it. They push Lockhart. They push Lockhart <laughs> and then follow him. Um, they find the snake skin. Gross. And all the rat skulls. Grosser. And then Lockhart tries to obliviate them, and he loses his own memory instead. And the bang causes them to be caved in. And now this is when he becomes malicious, and not just an asshole. Yes. To do that to children, to try and save his reputation, number one. Yeah. 
and his life, I guess, yep. as well. Yep. And then we're at the Arab Slytherin chapter. Okay, so before we get into the last Tom Riddle bit, are there any questions about any of this Yep, stuff? I do have one Lockhart question um, from Scholastic. Why is losing his memory a fitting punishment for Lockhart? Because he stole memories from everyone yeah. else. Yep, because that's what he was doing. But I think also to know, like, to not, to not know his fame for a while is, is also pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Order of the Phoenix. I know. I what know. a what a like twist. What a good turnaround. That like, oh, this character you did not think would be in here ever again is now in it. It's I so know. good. It's oh. so good. I'm so excited to get to the big book. I know me too. <laughs> okay. Anything else to discuss before we get to nope, you? Nope, nope. It's all Tim. Alright. It's all Tim. <laughs> it's all Tim. So how does this chapter play out? Harry goes into the actual chamber part of the Chamber of Secrets. He sees the giant statue of Slytherin, which is his entire fucking body. Yep. I forget about that, because in the movie, it's just his face. Mm -hmm. He sees Ginny. She's laying at the floor at Slytherin's feet. He's shaking her. She won't wake up. And then Tom Riddle she comes She won't out. wake. <laughs> she won't wake. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Do Here we need comes. to read his story, his speech out loud? <laughs> I can't do this again. <laughs> my story. My story. Wait, you guys. I I found a clip of that that I sent to Katie the other day. And um, because I'm sure a lot of you probably don't know what we're talking about when we were talking about the crazy lady on The Bachelor, like, seasons ago. Um, talking about her story. So I found a clip of it, and I think we should just play a little bit of it right now. You think? Okay. <laughs> Maybe don't tell her actual story, but, like, get to, like, the part where she's, like, talking about her story. Yeah. Oh, the dramatic Bachelor music. They're hugging. I'm just, oh. Isn't my story amazing? It's tragic. But it's amazing. I love my story. I think she has more to say. Does she? Person. Okay, here we go. This is the unfolding of somebody who's been through something so tragic, and you get to watch her pick up the pieces and grow into another person and into another relationship. And I'm so glad that, like, the first kiss is something that can be written in the storybooks. That's going back to, like, that is, like, equivalent of Voldemort in the graveyard in Goblet. Do we need to talk about his story? <laughs> Isn't my story just amazing? Is it my it's story? tragic, amazing. but it's amazing. Oh my god. It's my favorite thing. So fucking funny. God. <laughs> Katie and I listened to that part of the podcast back again the other day. <laughs> And we were both dying. It's so I totally funny. forgot that we had like talked about that. It's so funny. Oh, so I just wanted to make sure that everybody could appreciate that. She was talking about how about how her husband suddenly died. Yeah. And now she's using it to like fuck the bachelor. <laughs> I love that fucking show. God. So much. It's my guilty pleasure, one hundred percent. Okay. Um 
So like, does, it Tom just, Riddle does it describe out. him this time, or is it just in the other ones? A tall, black-haired boy was leaning against the nearest pillar. He was strangely blurred around the edges as though oh. Harry were looking at him through a misted window, but there was no mistaking him. Tom Riddle. <laughs> Sorry. Not a day older than 16. Not a day. <laughs> Not a day. He has long fingers. <laughs> Gross! Why? Every time! I just love how Harry's like, it, Riddle's just like, so calm, and he's like, you won't be needing your wands. The basilisk won't come until it's called. Jesus. I've waited for this for a long time, and Harry's like, what do you mean? We've got to go. Don't you understand? We're in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so funny. No, and, I, and then Riddle's just like, we're gonna talk now. Yes. I copied down my notes. <laughs> From this section of the book. Oh my From when God. we took the class, which I know you're a fan of. So do you mind if I do a dramatic reading of... Of your notes. All of my thoughts and opinions about... Tom Riddle in this whole scene. Before we dive into the deep deeps. Yeah. In all caps. Predator. <laughs> Constant eye contact. He doesn't blink. He's just staring at him forever. Mm-hmm. Here's one that just says Piece of shit Absolute piece of shit <laughs> Thinks he's real funny for a pile of ghostly garbage <laughs> What are the jokes that he tells in this? I don't remember But he's always telling jokes Then I say How did he get so good at pretending to be a person? <laughs> <laughs> and they do make a point of having him laugh For real um, And that it is described as the Voldemort it's the laugh. It's the high-cold laugh. So it cracked me up because I'm like, that laugh coming out of that face, it, that little boy, just cracked me up. So I said, still a dumb laugh, even as a kid. Yeah. Um, then I had the question about the, like, Horcrux things and, like, what has he told his Death Eaters? Oh, and then I did have the quote, she struggled and cried and became very boring. Ugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, he's describing her once he brought her down into yep. the chamber. yep. And then, um, he calls Harry skinny at one point, and I said, bitch, look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, daddy issues TM. <laughs> um, and there's a quote where he says, just because he found out she was a witch, and then I said, she raped him, Tom. <laughs> um... And then I had the question, did the diary Horcrux guess that Harry was a Horcrux? I guess there was... I don't remember what part it was now. There's we'll something have to read through it. Yeah, something in there that made me think that. And then I said he's so dramatic using Harry's full name all the time. And then my final note, which is the most iconic of them all, if I had healing tears, I'd cry all over him and then maybe he'd be normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite things you've ever said. <laughs> ever. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess let's read through a little bit of what he has to say. I do have a question from, let me double check, Scholastic, um, asking about what are the important differences and similarities between Harry and Tom Riddle. So where should we start? Should we just start from the beginning and go? Yeah, let's just take a look. Okay. What's he have to say? So Harry asks, how did Ginny get like this? And he says, well, that's an interesting question and quite a long story. I suppose the real reason Ginny Weasley's like this is because she opened her heart and spilled all her secrets to an invisible stranger. 
Harry's like, what are you talking about? And then Riddle says, the diary. My diary. Oh, Little Ginny's been writing in it for months and months, telling mm. me all her pitiful worries and woes, how her brothers tease her, how she girl? had to come to school with secondhand robes and books, how she didn't think famous, good, great Harry Potter would <laughs> ever like her. It's very boring having to listen to the silly little troubles of an 11-year-old girl. But I was patient. I wrote back. I was sympathetic. I was kind. Ginny simply loved me. (laughs) No one's ever understood me like you, Tom. I'm so glad I've got this diary to confide in. It's like having a friend I can carry around in my pocket. And then he laughs his high-cold laugh. Ah! That didn't suit him. No, it doesn't. What a little ass. If I say it myself, Harry, I've always been able to charm the people I needed. So Jenny poured out her soul to me, and her soul <laughs> happened to be exactly what I wanted. Oh. I grew stronger and stronger on a diet of her deepest on fears. A diet! <laughs> of her deepest fears, her darkest secrets. I grew powerful, far more powerful than little Miss Weasley. Powerful enough to start feeding Miss Weasley a few of my secrets to start pouring a little of my soul back into her. Pause. That is crazy. Yes. Just to, by the way, and like, that that is what I'm talking about when I say that, like, trauma still lives in Ginny Weasley. For sure. Fuck. And Dumbledore just tells her to go drink some hot I'll chocolate. I'll die. I'll just die instead. I, ooh, the fact, like, I know it was, like, to kind of keep her alive and also, like, he's talking about possessing her. Right. But, like, she has him still in her. Yeah. Not as a horcrux, but, like, that is, like, a lasting scar that's just sitting in her now. Yeah. Fuck! Okay, keep going, keep going. I'm just dead inside. It's fine. Um, So then Harry asks, what do you mean? And he says, haven't you guessed Harry Potter? Ginny Weasley opened the Chamber of Secrets. She strangled the school roosters and daubed threatening messages on the walls. She set the Serpent of Slytherin on four mudbloods and the Squibs cat. Um, Of course, she didn't know what she was doing at first. It was very amusing. I wish she could have seen her new diary entries. Far more interesting they became. Ooh! Dear Tom, I think I'm losing my memory. There are rooster feathers all over my robes, and I don't know how they got there. Dear Tom, I can't remember what I did on the night of Halloween, but a cat was attacked and I've got paint all down my front. Dear Tom, Percy keeps telling me I'm pale and I'm not myself. I think he suspects me. There was another attack today and I don't know where I was. Tom, what am I going to do? I think I'm going mad. I think I'm the one attacking everyone, Tom. It took a very long time for stupid little Ginny to stop trusting her diary, but she finally became suspicious and tried to dispose of it. And that's where you came in, Harry. You found it, and I couldn't have been more delighted. Of all the people who could have picked it up, it was you, the very person I was most anxious to meet. I'm gonna shit. (laughs) I'm just thinking about Christian Coulson right now. I know. I can't believe how much of this is lifted right into the screenplay. I know. It's nuts. Like, almost word for word. And then Harry's like, why did you want to meet me? Well, you see, Ginny told me all about you, Harry. Your whole fascinating history. (laughs) Um, It says his eyes roved over the lightning scar on Harry's forehead and their expression grew hungrier. Ew, creepy. (laughs) I knew I must find out more about you, talk to you, meet you if I could. So I decided to show you my capture of that great oaf Hagrid to gain your trust. Hagrid's my friend, and you framed him, didn't you? It's all there. I know. Riddle (laughs) laughed his high laugh again. Again! It was my word against Hagrid's Harry. Well, you can imagine how it looked to old Armando Dippet. On the one hand, Tom Riddle, poor but brilliant, parentless but so brave, school prefect... (laughs) (laughs) He's the worst! School prefect, model student, on the other hand, big blundering Hagrid, in trouble every other week, trying to raise werewolf cubs under his bed, sneaking off to the forbidden forest. (laughs) 
But I admit, even I was surprised how well the plan worked. I thought someone must realize that Hagrid couldn't possibly be the heir of Slytherin. It had taken me five whole years to find out everything I could about the Chamber of Secrets and discover the secret entrance, as though Hagrid had the brains or the power. Only the Transfiguration teacher Dumbledore seemed to think Hagrid Sorry, was Sorry, what teacher? Sorry, which subject? Transfiguration! <laughs> I'm- I know that's such a small detail that they fucked up, but I'm so mad. I'm mad about it. Ugh. He persuaded Dippet to keep Hagrid and train him as gamekeeper. Yes, I think Dumbledore might have guessed. Dumbledore never seemed to like me as much as the other teachers did. I bet Dumbledore saw right through you, said Harry, his teeth gritted. I forget how, like, angry Harry is Harry's in this pissed. pit. He's just, like, so furious. Well, he certainly kept an annoyingly close watch on me after Hagrid was expelled, said Riddle carelessly. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be safe to open the chamber again while I was still at school, but I, was going to, but I wasn't going to waste those years I'd spent searching for it. I decided to leave behind a diary preserving my 16-year-old self in its pages so that one day, with luck, I would be able to lead another in my footsteps and finish Salazar Slytherin's noble work. Um, well, you haven't finished it, said Harry. No one's died this time, blah, blah, blah. And then Riddle's like, haven't I told you that killing mudbloods doesn't matter to me anymore? For many months now, my new target has been you. I can literally picture Christian Don't! Coulson saying this. We're imagine, so close. <laughs> imagine how angry I was when the next time my diary was opened, it was Ginny who was writing to me, not you. Ugh. She saw you with the diary, you see, and panicked. What if you found out how to work it and I repeated all of her secrets to you? What if, even worse, I told you who'd been strangling roosters? So the foolish little brat waited until your dormitory was deserted and stole it back. But I knew what I must do. It was clear to me that you were on the trail of Slytherin's heir. Air, <laughs> not error. Um, from everything Jenny had told me about you, I knew you would go to any lengths to solve the mystery, particularly if one of your best friends was attacked, and Jenny had told me the whole school was buzzing because you could speak parcel tongue. So I made Jenny write her own farewell on the wall and come down here to wait. She struggled and cried and became very boring. Ugh. But there isn't much life left in her. She put too much into the diary, into me, enough to let me leave its pages at last. I've been waiting for you to appear since we arrived here. I knew you'd come. I have many questions for you, Harry Potter. Ugh. And then Harry asks, like, what? Well. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, said Riddle, smiling pleasantly. <laughs> Harry's fists are, like, clenched in the balls right now. <laughs> How is it that you, a skinny boy with no extraordinary magical talent, <laughs> managed to defeat the greatest wizard of all time? How did you escape with nothing but a scar which Lord Voldemort's powers, while Lord Voldemort's powers were destroyed? Why do you care how I escaped, said Harry slowly. Voldemort was after your time. Voldemort, said oh. Riddle softly, is my past, <laughs> present, and future Harry Potter. Harry Potter! <laughs> He pulled Harry's wand from his pocket and began to trace it through the air, writing three shimmering words, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Then he waved the wand once, and the letters of his name rearranged themselves. I am Lord Voldemort. You see, he whispered, it was a name I was already using at Hogwarts, so my most intimate friends only. You think I was going to use my filthy muggle father's name forever? I, no! I, in whose veins runs the blood of Salazar Slytherin himself through my mother's side, I keep the name of a foul common muggle who abandoned me even before I was born just because he found out his wife was a witch. Oh. No Harry Potter. No I Harry Potter. <laughs> I fashioned myself a new name, a name I knew wizards everywhere would one day fear to speak when I had become the greatest sorcerer in the world. And then Harry's just like, you're not. 
Not what? <laughs> Not the greatest sorcerer <laughs> in the world. These are children. Sorry to disappoint you and all that, but the greatest <laughs> wizard in the world is Dumbledore. <laughs> it's a child! Um, everyone says so. Even when you were strong, you didn't dare try and take over Hogwarts. Dumbledore oh, you saw through <laughs> Even when you were young, even when you were a baby, you wouldn't take over the school, you pussy. <laughs> the smile had gone from Riddle's face to be replaced by a very ugly look. No. Dumbledore has been driven out of this castle by the mere memory of me. He's not as gone as you might think, Harry retorted. <laughs> oh, God. He's uh, just a mouthpiece. It's horrible. And then Fox comes. Okay, hold on. I need to take my sweater off. I'm getting too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then Fox comes and Tom laughs. And he says... Everybody can hear me struggling. (laughs) And then he says... Um, this is what Dumbledore sends his great defender. A songbird and an old hat. Do you feel brave, Harry Potter? Do you feel safe now? He is so nasty. To business, Harry. Twice. (laughs) Twice in your past, in my future, we have met. And twice I have failed to kill you. Oh, how did you survive? I thought it said, how dare you survive? How dare you? (laughs) Tell me everything. The longer you talk, the longer you stay alive. Okay, ass. Jesus. And then, so then Harry tells him what he knows, and he's like, so, your mother died to save you. Yes, that's a powerful counter charm. I can see now. There is nothing special about you after all. (gasps) I wondered, you see, because there are strange likenesses between us, Harry Potter. Even you must have noticed. Both half-bloods, orphans, raised by muggles, probably the only two parcel mouths to come to Hogwarts since the great Slytherin himself. We even look something alike. But after all, it was merely a lucky chance that you that saved you from me. That's all I wanted to know. Now, Harry Potter, I'm going to teach you a little lesson. Let's match the powers of Lord Voldemort, heir of Salazar Slytherin, against famous Harry Potter and the best weapons Dumbledore can give. And then that's when the best okay. list comes. First of all, beautiful reading. <laughs> beautiful reading. Here's my question. Now, this is just a weird one. This is just a wild one. Okay. So Voldemort, like, isn't Easy. aware of his, um, of his horcruxes. So how does he then know if this is the only time he figured, this is the only time he knows, this is the only time he's ever told, the only time he knows it's ever brought up. Yeah. How Harry lived. Right. But he knows enough to get his blood in him when he comes back. Like, he knows what it was by then. Right. So I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. He's mysterious. He's so fucking awful. I know. God. I love him so much. (laughs) He's such a good villain. And that, like, you can tell, this is the best part, is that, like, all of that is, like, right back in the graveyard scene in Goblet of Fire. Yes. All of that it's, drama. It's him the whole time, but, like, it's just funny because he's such a shitty teen about it. Right. He's such a shitty teen about it. And then he's it. still a shitty teen when, like, 70-year-old Voldemort comes back. I know. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm assuming you have lots of questions about... So, yeah, so we want to talk about um, the important differences and similarities between Harry and Tom. So, of course, he just told us. Yes. <laughs> the similarities. Both orphans. Yep. Um, grew up in a bad home. With muggles. With muggles. Half-bloods. Half-bloods. Parcel tongues. Um, both came to Hogwarts. Hogwarts really is their home. Hogwarts is their home. Tragic. 
Yeah, they're very similar. How are they different? Um, Harry's good and Tom Riddle is not. <laughs> Harry can love and Voldemort can't. We oh. talked about this in our love one. The power of love. God. Yeah. It's just, it's all bad. Right. <laughs> it's all bad news. Poor kid. I know. Oh, Harry. Yikers. So now... <laughs> Yikers. Yikers. So now oh, he, like, beats the shit out of a snake. Pretty much. Yeah, he, he defeats the basilisk. wrecks shop. And then he stabs the diary and Voldemort goes away. <laughs> he says some pretty awful shit to Harry as, he, as, as he's, he's dying. dying. Should I find that? He stands over him and says the stuff about, like, you'll be with mommy soon. Or something yeah, horrible like that. Yeah, he says. He says, you're dead, Harry Potter. Dead. Even God. Dumbledore's bird knows it. Do you see what he's doing, Potter? He's crying for you. See, this is him as an idiot. Like, adult Voldemort would not. He'd be like, nope, and, like, kill the bird. Yeah. <laughs> this one, she's like... Oh, isn't it sad? Like, yeah. He just lives for the drama. And then he says, so ends the famous Harry Potter, alone in the Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> forsaken by his friends, defeated at last by the Dark Lord. He's so unwisely challenged. When did he ever challenge him? <laughs> You'll be back with your dear mudblood mother soon, Harry. She yeah. bought you 12 years of borrowed time, but Lord Voldemort got you in the end, as you knew he God, did this what a pretentious And then whore. that's when he starts to be like, get away, bird. Yeah. Get away, bird. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, but it makes no difference. In fact, I prefer it this way. Just you and me, Harry Potter. You and me. But then Harry stabs the diary. And nothing happens. And then Ginny wakes up and she tells him how everything happens. And nothing happens. He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> he stays there. <laughs> I meant they don't fight. Yeah. He just disappears. Ginny wakes up and she feels so bad, but it's not her fault. And she's crying and she's telling Harry what happened. And they go mm -hmm. and find Ron and Ron is super happy because his sister's alive. Cute. Lockhart lost his memory. And then we get into the last chapter where he pretty much just tells everyone what happens. And they have a feast and Hagrid comes back. And we find out that um, Dobby works for the Malfoys and Harry frees him. And, and yeah. And the then end. they go home. I've got lots of questions still remaining. Okay. Um, what was the most important truth revealed by this book? Mm. Voldemort was hot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Voldemort was hot. I think that, like, there are ways we didn't know Voldemort could come back. I think right. that's kind of big. And or just it's like, like he could come back at all. Yeah, because it's like, he, it's his weird little ghost possession with Quirrell. But like, this is something entirely different. Right. And that he could come back Voldemort fully is alive. really, really trying to come back. Yeah. Ready to for To kill murder. Harry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's willing to do whatever it takes and kill anybody to do it. I think, too, bugs. because this is when um, Dumbledore, at the end, tells Harry, he's like, well, why can't I speak Parseltongue? He said we're so similar. Like, what the fuck is going on? And oh, Dumbledore's yeah, like, this is some of his out. powers were transferred to you. It's like all this, like, Horcrux buildup is so tight. Yeah. I think that's probably the most important It's thing a lot of buildup to the sixth book. Yes. 
Uh, okay, so that's from Pottermore, and then uh, let's finish out Pottermore. What questions are left unanswered at the end of the Chamber of Secrets? Think without all of your knowledge of the other <laughs> five books. <laughs> um, how was the diary possible? <laughs> how did the diary happen? Yeah. Um, what is the diary? What happened to him when the diary was destroyed? Yeah. Is there still a way for him to come back? Mm-hmm. A lot of Voldemort questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then I've got some from Scholastic, and then I have some important... we got to talk about Ginny a lot here, because it's very important to me that we discuss her. <laughs> yeah. and then um, And then I have probably the most wild question on the face of the planet and I told you but I didn't tell you what the question was but mm -hmm. before we started recording I said listen as I was looking at like these weird uh discussion questions that people on blogs made I found the craziest question in the world and I had to put it in there just because it made me go crazy so we need to just talk so let's finish up with Scholastic first what does Dumbledore mean when he says our choices define who we really are? And what choices does Harry make that defines his character in this book? Uh, well, I mean, he the one that Dumbledore's talking about is that he chose to be in Gryffindor. Yes, of course. Um, but I think it's like... But for we, this book specifically. Yeah, like we're not, we're not who we're born. We choose We choose who we want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Harry in this book, I think, um, like with Hagrid, it's a really big choice to like stay loyal to his friends. Mm -hmm. So like, even though like, oh, it's Hagrid, whatever he goes and like, it's not adding up. And so he's like, no, I'm loyal to Hagrid. Let's find out what he has to say. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I think also that he, I don't know. I blanked out. I had a good thing to say. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> what other choices does what he make that really defines him? What choices does he make over the course of the book? I mean, he chooses just to play the hero and to get involved in this whole Chamber of Secrets mess in the mm -hmm. first place. To really find out, like, what's happening and what's going on. Yep. And not just, like, to clear his name, but to, like, do good. Yeah. Then, another fun question from Scholastic, which we, um, we talked about before, was the kind of the naming thing, mm -hmm. and how, um, and how it, like, helps you know about characters before you've even really met them. Yeah. So the examples they gave were Tom Riddle, Moaning Myrtle, and Gilderoy Lockhart. So just talking about, like, the new characters and how their names fit them. Moaning Myrtle's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> She's called that for a reason. <laughs> she moans. <laughs> she moans, she groans. Just She's like got us. a lot of feelings. <laughs> Just like us. So that we already know is that she's going to be like a real downer, real sourpuss before we even meet her. I feel like the name Tom Riddle almost like contradicts who he actually is. Because I feel like if I were to like hear the name Tom Riddle, like I would think of a very like Percy like type of person. I would think of like a goody two shoes. I would think of like a rule follower. Mm -hmm. I would think of like a model student, which is like who he starts out as. 
But then he, when he drops the name, he drops the, like, reputation that mm-hmm. comes with it and totally changes. I think, too, it's, like, pretty obvious. <laughs> He's a mystery. He's yeah. an enigma. <laughs> He's an enigma. He's the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Riddle me this, Harry Riddle Potter. This. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh and then I God. think, too, Gilderoy Lockhart is such a, like, paperback romance novel name. I know. <laughs> I know it is. Especially Lockhart. It's so funny. Oh, man. It's so good. It reminds me of the Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> when I hear that name. <laughs> okay, and then, um... We need to, okay, so we need to talk about Ginny, but I say, give me a minute, because I'm going to read the crazy question now. Okay. I need you to prepare yourself fully, because it's about to make your brain kind of, like, stop for a second, because of the insinuation that is being made here. Okay, I'm really nervous now. Tom Riddle was one of the brightest students at Hogwarts. How might Hermione have turned out if she didn't make friends with Harry and Ron? Is that how dare? Is that not the craziest shit how in the world? How dare? How dare anyone? Hermione Granger would not have turned up like that even if she had been totally friendless at Hogwarts. Oh no. That made me Tom Riddle did made not my grow. jaw drop when I read that. Oh. <laughs> the the balls to say such a thing. I am so <laughs> angry. <laughs> so I had to bring it up because I was just like, that's too much. <laughs> that is like, they're so not the same. They are so not the same. He was smart. Hermione was smart. <laughs> Being smart leads you to be bad. Clearly. <laughs> How might Hermione have ended up? What do you mean? She had love in her life. Ugh. Anyway, let's wrap this up with a frank discussion about Ginny Weasley. Okay. How and why is Ginny consumed by the diary? Well, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. And how she had it and was using it in the summer before going to school. That she feels isolated. She's the only girl at home. She's the youngest. She probably gets picked on a little bit. Yeah. And then she's going to school, and she's got this big reputation of her brothers that, like, she's kind of in the shadow of. And she, like, you know, like, Timothy says, like, she's complaining about being at school with secondhand robes. And she's... Yeah. Which I'm sure means she's getting some, like, weirdness from girls in her grade. Mm-hmm. And all sorts of stuff. And so she's so isolated. And then here comes this, like, actual predator who is coming in as, like, this sympathetic, handsome, older boy who wants to listen to her and talk to her. Right. It's just gross. I know. This is, like, think of this, is Ginny is, like, on an online chat room and gets, like, taken advantage of by, like, some older gross dude who is, like, just using her. It's, it's like, the same thing. It's just nasty. It is. It's really gross. It's bad. But she finds a lot of comfort in that because she doesn't have anyone else to turn to. Yeah. And it's, like, here's this great, nice guy. Right. And I like boys. Mm -hmm. And this boy likes me. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of, like, 
abusive older boyfriend things that happen here. There are. And it's, like, not only just, like, that she has, like, this guilt forever that she um, was responsible for people being petrified and attacked Mm -hmm. and, like, being the one that fell for it and she's so stupid and whatever, blah, 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 which she's not. She's a little kid. Right. And, um, like, there's all of that, but on top of that, that, like, she's got this weird trauma with, like, men now. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like in the older books, like, she dates a lot of people. I think it's... uh, In the later books. I think that she's, like, I don't know. I don't want to be, like, too gross and weird, but, like, I feel like she is trying to, like, search for, like, that similar connection that she felt like she had. Yeah. I feel like that's a fucked up part, is it? And even, like, I'm sure, like, she she dates guys for a while, and then, like, it's too long, and it's too close, and, like, mm-hmm. things are expected, and she doesn't want to, like, be a part of it anymore. Right. Because she feels like she's letting herself slip again, so then she, like, dates somebody else. Okay, like, Dean's really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's the scary part, is, like, discussing all the, like, not to say this. Of course, because Harry's a good person and he's, you know, likable on his very own. But uh, with all the talk of the similarities between the two of them, I don't know how she could stomach it. I know. Yeah, I don't know. What if that's why she was initially attracted to him, though? Listen, here's the fucked up part, okay? Is because I have seen little, like, things out there that have made me um, scream. Because it's, like... It's just emotional where people have been like, um, like what if, what if she like doesn't feel the same after the Horcrux is gone from yeah. him? Oh, oh, that's icky. It's yeah. so bad. It's so oh, bad. Oh, but like, no, cause she liked him she even did. like before she had of the diary. Of course she did. Of course she did. No, it's not like to say that that's like the thing of it. Because, of course, the relationship is good and great on its own merits, but just, like, with all the, like, like, emotional baggage that goes with that, and that she never, she never got to deal with it. Are you kidding me? And this is a whole conversation I really think we should, oh, this is another one we could do between books, is talking about mental health in the wizarding world. Yes, that's a good one. We should absolutely do that. We're gonna do that one, because I think it's a really big discussion that there's, like, this weird, like, phobia of that. Yeah. Like, in the wizarding world, that she just, like, gets sent off to take a nap. You didn't do anything wrong. It's fine. okay. And everybody forgets about it. Yeah. Except for her. Because how could she? Right. PTSD. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah, that's perfect. We gotta do, like, a whole episode on that. Yeah, for sure. Because we could also talk about, like, Cho Chang. God. Everybody. Literally everybody. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid dumb. Yeah. Why are Mental. there no wizard therapists? <laughs> it's needed. Madame Pomfrey is great, but, like, they need, like, they a need school a counselor. They need a counselor for these kids. Right. Who's gonna, when friends are fighting, take them into their office and let them play with thinking putty as they try and talk about their feelings? Right. Like, I did in elementary school. <laughs> Who's going to do that for Harry Potter? <laughs> he needs it. He Jeez. needs to play with some they all some industrial it. grade silly putty. Just some stress relief. <laughs> Please. 
Oh my god. Okay. Well, I on that horrifying note, I think that's it. That's really all that I wanted. To, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about Ginny because she always gets forgotten. I know. And it's everything like that so she goes up. through in this book always gets forgotten moving forward. Yeah. That's why that line hit so hard in Order of the Phoenix for me. Which one? I gasp when she's like, I'm the only person who you know that was possessed by him. And Harry goes, oh, I forgot. And she goes, lucky you. Lucky you. Like, yeah. oh. I know. Mm, God. Because literally everyone forgets. Sometimes I feel like even J.K. Rowling forgets later on in the books. And this is why she's, like, so tough later, too. Yeah, because she's been through serious shit. She grows up and she toughens up. Yeah. After this. For sure. It's crazy to me, too, that, like, it's just brushed off as nothing. Even in this book, on the train ride home. Well, didn't we talk about, even when we did our Cursed Child podcast... We were talking about how, like, in the opening scene, like, her brothers are joking, like, oh, yeah, we thought Ginny was going to be a Slytherin for yes. a while and stuff like it. And it's like, that's horrifying to say to her, knowing what Absolutely. her past was with Slytherin now. And then, too, are you, you kidding see, me? You see her, too, at the at the end of that book when Harry has to, like, transform or whatever. Yeah. And that she's covering her face and won't look. Right. To see him turn in to Tom Riddle. That's no. awful. It's it's all rough. Like right. it's just like it's it's impo- it's so important for me to talk about her. I, I just know. don't want her to get left behind when she is such a huge part of this book and she's never talked about. Cuz she she does get so left behind in the future books and movies. Yeah. No and one ever her, talks about this again. And she's got no friends. Can you imagine? Like, what is the rest? Like, what is her going up to, like, I don't know, her third year when you kind of start to see her in Goblet of Fire again? Mm-hmm. Like, her whole second year of school, like, what is that? She made no friends. You're right. She's behind, like, everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, school-wise, too. Like, right. she's, she's out just of it like... for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's she's got, like, no social circle. She's and no behind one is giving in classes. Her any help. People probably think she's weird because she was so, like, isolated her first year It's funny to me that she becomes such a popular person later on. I know. It's because she's pretty. She, like, channels all of that into, like, pushing forward. Yeah. And, like, being better. Right. She, like, so focuses on it. Yeah. But of course she's friends with Luna. Yeah. Of course she's friends with Luna. Luna, And, like, like, Colin Creed. Get her. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, boy. Right. Man, Ginny. Oh. She's so much more complex than people think she is. Oh, man. Is there anything else we need to say as a last minute thing about this book? I don't think so. Did we get all of our Tom Riddle stuff out? Not yet. (laughs) It'll be back with a vengeance when we get to Half-Blood. So let's see, let's, um, we'll have to listen back. I know I said this literally the last time and I didn't do it to try and see, but, um, as we go, let's, let's look back at that first rankings thing that we did and see what we decided on for both of us, the official rankings of the books and see now as we're rereading what they are. Yeah, for sure. I love this book, but I don't know, maybe I'd put it lower than it originally was. I don't even remember what we decided chamber was at i, I know sorcerer's stone is the bottom and i say that that stays the same i know the chamber was like very high for me on yeah. my list i um, know and you kind of had to be like okay but bump it down a little bit because yeah. you have it very high i don't know we'll have Ooh. to go back and see maybe let's say that for next time when we come back with prisoner of azkaban 
mm-hmm. we will um, have that list and kind of say, like... I think it was maybe, like, fifth mm-hmm. on the list. I think it was above Prisoner. Wow. I guess we'll see when it comes back around. Yeah. Because when we made that, it had been a, a little bit. It had been a while since we had read the books. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, have to yeah. see all over again. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, thanks for bearing with us. This was a real extra... <laughs> And super long. It was. <laughs> super long. I'm going to have to do a lot of cuts. Oh, that's <laughs> for okay. time. There will be lots to cut. Yeah. But... Yeah. So thanks for sticking with us through this one. Yeah. We're about thank to, you. we're about to get into some real dark shit next book. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be really we fun. We are really pumped. So stay tuned next week because we will be coming at you with our commentary for the movie. Yay! You guys know already how much of whores we are for Christian <laughs> Colson. So. Get ready for that, because it's going to be really good. If you really thought good. Us with Graves and the Fantastic Beasts oh my God. was bad, watch out for Emily. Watch out for Christian Coulson. Yikes. So It's going to be rough. Stay tuned. That's our favorite movie. Both of us, I think, Chambers yeah, are favorite Chambers movie. My favorite. So it's going to yeah. be really fun commentary, and we're excited it's to do It's going to be really good. So strap in, get some snacks, get ready. We will see you next week. As usual, follow us on Twitter at Myrtle Bath Pod. Send or us an email. email. Us, rate and review us on mm-hmm. iTunes. You know the spiel. We love yeah. you. Reach out to us. Thank we you so much hear for from listening. You. Thank you. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>